I found myself at the grocery store buying two bags of groceries. The only instructions I received about the groceries were, no carrots, we get a lot of carrots, so no carrots. Noted. So instead, this is what I bought. Parsley, cabbage, green leaf lettuce, turnip greens, celery, and two apples. The apples are risky. Only because I don't know if bunnies eat apples. After the grocery store, I drove up to Pasadena, about 45 minutes from my house. And when I got there, I wasn't sure if I was in the right place, a quiet suburban neighborhood. I walked up to an unassuming house, and then, on second glance, I realized the tree in the front yard was trimmed to resemble this giant Edward Scissorhands-esque bunny, mid-hop or mid-run. I guess I would have to go with mid-hop in this situation. to myself, I am at the Bunny Museum. You are listening to You at Home, a podcast about people and their belongings. I'm your host, Hannah Smith, and I want to know about your stuff. I'm Candace Frizee, the co-founder of the Bunny Museum. I like to say we have what everybody else has. Ours is just bunny. Everybody has a Kleenex box and everybody has dishes. Ours just happen to be bunny. The Bunny Museum turns out to be inside the home of Candace and her husband, Steve. It is filled to the brim with bunny artifacts. Filled to the brim. When we opened up to the pub, we had about 8,000. So every room had bunnies. It pretty much looked like this. It just got more and more crowded over the years. But I like to joke and say if there was an earthquake, I'd be standing at the front door throwing things onto the front lawn. You know, because an earthquake, it's not just the shaking. There may be afterwards gas leaks and explosions and fires. And we're talking a really big earthquake. Um, I would be at the front lawn throwing things out because uh, you just necessarily can't carry everything. I just would be throwing. The walls of every room are lined with display cases that are packed with bunny collectibles. Candace has everything meticulously organized by category. So we have uh, ones from the White House, and we have the Easter, all the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all the holidays are sections. Salt and pepper shakers, teapots, um, chocolate section, puzzles, books. There's the Energizer Bunny and the Christmas stockings and all the clocks. We sit down at a table in the dining room, and we are surrounded by categories. Right in front of me is the chocolate bunny category, which is a mixture of actual chocolate bunnies and plastic and stuffed animal bunnies that look like chocolate bunnies. To the immediate right of this category is bunnies with eggs. These are bunnies holding eggs, jumping out of eggs, or just standing next to an egg. On the other side of the room, the categories include bunny thimbles, Peter Rabbit bunnies, tiny bunnies, Valentine's Day bunnies, and bunny board games. Mind you, this is just in the dining room. We're so used to it that people come and they're freaked because there is a lot. But, you know, you start with one, you start with two, you start with 20, and then before you know it, you have 100. So over the years, it just grew and we, we just don't see it anymore. You know, we, we can't wait to say we have a million bunnies. And then there is my favorite category, the pretenders. The pretenders are monkeys and cows and little babies all dressed like bunnies. Where are the pretenders? They're right there, all the pretenders. 
Cool. And if you were wearing ears right now, which she is not, ladies and gentlemen, she would be a pretender. You're right now. You're a wannabe. You're a <laughs> wannabe bunny. If you wear ears or a costume, you're a pretender. So, can you categorize everyone as either a wannabe or a pretender? Yeah, exactly. Candace is likable, outgoing, and eager to rattle off bunny facts at a moment's notice. I would venture to say her world is much more playful than the average adult. Her use of rabbit-themed puns is testament to this. The motto of the museum is, the hoppiest place in the world. Shortly after meeting me, she asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I suppose it's possible she thinks I'm much younger than I am, but I get the feeling that this is the kind of question she asks to everyone, not just kids. I tell her that I want to work in radio. I guess I'm wondering if you can just kind of briefly tell me what a typical day would be for you, a day that would include visitors coming. Well, we're open every afternoon by appointments, so I know when appointments are set. And then I'll ask people, how many in your tour? Is it two people or is it 20? So it gives me an idea that I can double and triple book twos and threes and fours. But if it's a group of 15 or more, I give them their own time. So I never know who's coming. So I'll open up the door, and it could be a celebrity or it could just be a bunch of people dressed up as bunnies. (laughs) It's really fun. You never know who's going to hop over. Candace and Steve hold the Guinness World Record for largest collection of rabbit and bunny-related items. Their current collection is over 33,000 bunnies and growing. Not all of these bunnies fit inside their house. Some of them are in storage, and they rotate the items on display. Candace and Steve built their private collection for four years, and then decided to open to the public. On Easter, of course. That was 19 years ago. What is it like to live in a place that is so public that the public comes and experiences? This is a living museum, and that's because we live here and it's a museum. We love that people hop over to our home, and actually it's the best place to work (laughs) from your home, just get dressed and you're there. And it, it is a homey space, so people want to wash their hands in the kitchen or pick up the... It's like, oh, please don't. It's, it's our kitchen, you know? So it is a home in that sense, and I want people to understand that. But at the same time, they feel so at home here, and that's a real compliment. The other thing that blurs the line between museum and home is that the everyday items Candace and Steve use also have bunnies on them and are part of the collection. The lamps in their living room, the dishes that they eat off of, the kitchen utensils, the stepping stones in the backyard. Those are all the bunny version. In their kitchen, guests are encouraged to pick a crayon from a bucket and draw a bunny right onto the kitchen cabinets. It is full bunny immersion. Is there anything that you have left to replace or is everything you have now pretty much bunny? Well, what's interesting is that people say, well, you can get someone to make it. Yeah, you can get someone to make anything for 800 or $1,000. So we don't have full-size chairs that are bunny. We have lots of little chairs that are designed for kids for bunnies. And we have forks and knives and spoons, but we don't have adult-size forks. That's the only thing that I can think of that's not uh, bunny. Although Candace does most of the museum curating and tours... The collection is really a collaboration between both her and Steve. In fact, if they hadn't fallen in love, the bunny collecting would never have happened. 
When we were dating, my husband and I, I started calling him my honey bunny. He liked that, so he gave me a plush bunny on our first Valentine's Day. And then I gave him a porcelain one on our first Easter. And then it became we giving each other bunnies every holiday. Steve couldn't wait for the holidays, so he made it an everyday event. <laughs> He'd say, oh, I got this great bunny. I'm like, no, 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 wait for Halloween, wait for my birthday. And he couldn't wait, so it became every day. So we give each other a bunny gift every day as a love token. So people are seeing a love story, and that's how it happened. In the entryway, in a glass cube display case, sit the first two bunnies, the ones that started it all. A white plush stuffed bunny holds a crimson ribbon between two paws that reads, I love you this much. Below it is a photo from their wedding reception, in which Steve surprised Candace in a full bunny costume. At the reception, yes. He didn't walk down the aisle wearing a bunny costume, which the <laughs> some rep- I won't say which news big newspaper said, but uh, no, it was at the reception. Yeah, he surprised me. What did you think of that surprise? Well, he disappeared for a while, and I'm like, where's Steve? And th- then this, this bunny character um, came up behind me and hugged me, and I'm like, you know, I was so surprised, and I kind of like kept moving away from him. You know, you're thinking this is a fresh guy that's that's been paid to be dressed up as a bunny and I kept pulling away from him and he kept pulling me closer and closer and then I realized oh it's honey bunny (laughs) do you still give each other a bunny gift each day oh every day we're still giving each other a gift now I say one a day it's if you do the math of one each of us, that's two a day, times 18 years, 365 times, does not equal 33,000. So I say one a day, but on birthdays it could be 10, on Christmas it could be 25. And so the bigger holidays we'll give more bunnies. Or like I say, we'll go to an antique store and we'll buy 200 things or we'll buy 20 things. It's just easier for people to understand one a day. How do you find one a day? Are you ordering online? Or it just seems like it would take a lot of time to go, like, find a bunny thing. I have a closet, and it's filled with things, so I can pull things out. Things might come UPS, and I might give it to them, or I might hide it and put it away. Or I might go to a store and buy four things and then put them away. So we're not shopping every day. We're not crazy, and we're not materialistic like that. It's, it's, it's more, you know, stored up. Then what's good is, is Easter is the only holiday that has a... A uh, character. Now you might think Thanksgiving with a turkey. I have not met. I'm sure there's somebody who collects turkeys, but I've never met one. So the bunny is the only animal that really has a holiday, which is good. So every Easter, you're guaranteed new items, is what I'm getting at. So three months of the year, the stores would be filled with Easter. So there's before Easter, the month of Easter, and then after Easter, you buy things 50 and 75 percent off. Outside of Easter, it's hard. So you go to antique stores and swap meets and yard sales and that kind of stuff. After chatting with Candace for a bit, I decided to wander around the museum. Well, I might hop around oh, now please and, do. and take a look. As I walked through the museum, I tried to wrap my mind around what it must be like to live in a world constructed from bunnies. So is this, this is actually, this is your... Uh, the we call TV it the room. Warren. It's the, the den, but we call it the Warren. The Warren. Bunnies burrow underground and create a warren of tunnels. So we call this the Warren. How many stuffed animal bunnies do you have in the Warren? It's, it's probably 1,500. The TV room, or the Warren, 
is entirely dedicated to stuffed animal bunnies. There are so many bunnies stacked floor to ceiling that the windows are completely covered. Two rooms over at the front of the house, the living room has only a small area open to stand in as the entire room is filled with bunnies. They are lining the walls and taking up most of the floor space. And this is where Elvis lives. Oh, yeah. Here we are. Elvis Parsley. Wow. And he's got carrots on his guitar and on rhinestones on his outfit. It looks good. He's wearing the white outfit. It's a water pitcher. The water comes out the guitar and the arm is the handle. His arm is the handle. And it looks, it's a bunny, but it looks exactly like Elvis. Everybody knows Elvis. So people from around the world hop over here and I might say, oh, here is the Peter Rabbit section or here's the Miffy or here is, you know, and, and their eyes glaze over that some people in different countries don't know Peter Rabbit or they don't know bugs and it blows my mind. And then I'll go and here's Elvis. Oh, Elvis, Elvis, Elvis. Everybody knows Elvis. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, Everybody knows Elvis all over the world. There are international components to the collection as well. Candace has been to multiple countries, including England and China, bringing back suitcases filled with bunny artifacts. And then Leesburg, which is the largest music park in Scandinavia. It's in Sweden, so that's all the Swedish section. Did you get those from Sweden? Uh Uh-huh, I went to Sweden, and I freaked out (laughs) because some friends said, oh, you should go to Leesburg, they have a bunny there. And I went, what? (laughs) Because they knew I collected bunnies. And they said, yeah, that's the bunny over there. They have a bunny. So I go there and I'm like, they don't just have a bunny. It's like Mickey Mouse of Europe. Everything, all the roller coasters has the pink and green bunny on it. All the cups when you buy a drink, all the plates, everything was green. So I, I went to the gift shop and bought everything. I bought a dinnerware set, an umbrella. I brought everything that they had with this pink and green odd bunny. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> it's not just porcelain bunnies here. There are eight real live bunnies hopping around the museum. So we have Joker and Dosie and Darcy and Bandit and Butterscotch, Toffee, a Jumper, and Francis. And that is who the groceries are for. They eat a variety. I wanted to get some color in there. Everything I had was green, and I was like, no, I need to switch it up. This, is, this is them eating the uh, purple cabbage. I was a little nervous because one of the things that I brought as a wild card was two apples, and I'm wondering, do bunnies eat apples? Oh my, yes. They eat everything, they don't, except for potatoes and, and uh, onions. <laughs> they, anything really green and healthy, like we eat, that's what they eat. If, if you went back in time and told your younger self that you would be a bunny collector in the future and, uh, and run the bunny museum. Do you think that that would have surprised you? Well, that's a good question. If I hadn't met my husband, I wouldn't have called him honey bunny. It's like everything is a progression. It is just so weird to think that you're going to grow up and be a museum curator. It's just you don't think that. I mean, I didn't think that. And I grew up with a dog and a few cats. So never had real bunnies. It was not even on my radar. 
neither of my husband, he didn't have bunnies growing up. So it really grew out of our love. So it's, it's a hard question to answer. It's, it's really interesting to, to, I wanted to be a geologist when I was a little girl. I still like geology, but it's like, you don't think about really what you're going to end up doing. And as if he knew we were talking about him, Steve showed up. Steve does tours on the holidays and some weekends, and he agreed to a quick interview with me. Hi, I'm Steve, and I co-own the Bunny Museum with my wife, Candace. And uh, what is the Bunny Museum to you? It's about Candace and I and our love for each other. And See, sharing. I told you! <laughs> <laughs> and sharing with everybody else. That's, that's, that's almost as important as giving back to society, something that we feel that we've, or we've gotten through the years. So. Uh, Candace, let me know that you guys don't have a favorite bunny. But do you have uh, what is maybe the most unique bunny that you you have? Um, you've been talking to her, <laughs> the honey bunny. <laughs> That's the most unique bunny here. <laughs> it took me a second to realize that he was talking about Candace. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> The most surprising thing to me about the Bunny Museum is not the vast amount of bunnies. It is the insistence from both Candace and Steve that the bunny collecting is not about their love of bunnies. Candace could not emphasize this enough. A lot of people get mistaken when they come here and they say, oh, you really must love bunnies. And it's like, no, I really love my husband. They really are gifts between Steve and I. So we'll go on vacation and come back with 200 bunnies that we got on vacation at different gift shops or wherever we went, antiquing. We call that bunny hunting when we go antiquing. <laughs> We're vegetarian, so it's kind of a pun. But no, we don't love bunnies. We love each other. So this could, Steve likes to say, this could be the frog museum. You know, you kiss a bunch of frogs and then you get a prince. So if I called him my little froggy, this would be the frog museum. We now love bunnies. We own bunnies. We've had 22 real bunnies over the years, and we do lots of educating of what bunnies eat and their behavior and how they how they um, should be groomed and looked after. But I love my husband, so this is a love story. Can you imagine giving someone a gift every day for the rest of your life as tokens of your love? Now, can you imagine those tokens in the form of bunnies? I can, because I have seen them, or some of them, as many as were on display during my visit to the Bunny Museum. After 19 years, Candace and Steve are moving locations. The new space will still be a living museum, just a much larger one. They will be able to display much more of their collection that has been in storage, which means even more categories. And what is this bedazzled bike? That, we just got it. And you, you named it. That's the name of it. Bedazzled. Uh, yeah, it's a blinged out bike. Yep, yeah, that's what it is. Um, it's a beautiful art piece that from Art Romero, and he just donated it to the museum about a month ago. And it has actually three real diamonds on it and all vintage jewelry. So it's all vintage uh, earrings and brooches, and he he bedazzled it. <laughs> it's really unique. So we haven't decided whether we're going to put it in the bunnies on bicycles section and have a bunny sitting on it, or 
we're going to create a blinged bunny section because we have a couple of blinged bunnies. Mm. So when we get unwrapping, putting everything out, we'll decide where we put it. Personally, I vote for blinged out bunny section. It, it definitely is blinged. It definitely is blinged, and that's what it is. Uh, it, it, yeah. <laughs> it's Maybe a, we'll put the bunnies on bicycles and the bling right beside each other. There you go. And it'll be like <laughs> blending from one category to the next. Yeah, it's really, it really, com- it's a little children's girl's bike. So it's a real conversation piece. Thank you to Candace Frizee and Steve Lubansky for your time and for letting me feed your adorable bunnies. You can find out more about the Bunny Museum, including their upcoming grand opening of their new location at thebunnymuseum.com. Thank you to Savannah McAnally for the amazing cover art for this podcast. And thank you for listening to the first episode of You at Home. If you like it, please subscribe on iTunes and give me a review. For now, I'll be releasing a new episode once a month. If you have a story about a meaningful object or objects in your life that you want to share, you should email me at youathomepodcast at gmail. And maybe I'll include it in an episode. You can also follow me on Twitter at youathomepod. Thanks again.